This is Daily Path Podcast. I'm your host, podcast coach, and transformational speaker, Joe Winters Jr. Now I've been in this business a long time. God gave me the gift of a strong mind. And when I step foot on a path, the good and the bad, they just come by. Never done trying. I do it, I do it. Till each time I do it, it's done right. Ooh. And God left his signature on me. So how could I ever be unsigned? See, everyone has got a gift. Not anonymous, but God given. What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Winters Jr., the founder of Daily Path Academy and your host of Daily Path Podcast. Welcome back to the show, and thank you for joining me this morning. Quick reminder, if you are a speaker, coach, consultant, or a service-based business owner who would like to build a top-rated podcast that's inspiring lives around the world while generating recurring revenue for your business, I'd love to be the person to show you how you can do that. You can visit my website, www.joewintersjr.com to book a free discovery call with me today. Now, today's podcast episode, we are going to be talking about psychological safety, setting boundaries, and business. And I am joined by guest Katrina Stroll. She is a psychological safety consultant, boundaries strategist, and host of the Absolutely Not podcast. Katrina, how are you doing today? I am good. I'm excited. I am am. I mean, this, <laughs> this space in general is the space to be, right? Definitely so. I'm glad to hear that you're amped. I'm totally amped uh, for the conversation as well. Um, and I, I wanted to first start by giving you your flowers. You know, I've, I've been following you on LinkedIn and just seeing how you talk boldly about setting boundaries, you know, um, removing oneself from a toxic workplace. I'm aware that about a year ago, you did that very same thing. And uh, so I was just like, man, you know, very bold, very courageous. I'm interested in having this conversation. I'm a firm believer in setting um, boundaries. So please start by telling us what you do as a psychological consultant and why you do what you do. Hmm. So I'm a psychological safety consultant. I forgot to mention my pronouns are they, she, and I work with organizations to ensure that they are psychologically safe in all of the aspects within their power dynamics, within their relationships, within their policies, and within the way they communicate throughout the structure of the organization. I also conduct assessments to assess the levels of psychological safety throughout the organization. So that's what I do. I do it because in 2018, I decided to take my own life multiple times mm -hmm. after internalizing negative messages from a toxic workplace environment. I never mm -hmm. want that shit to happen to anybody else. So that's why I do what I do. Mm, that's definitely heartfelt. And do, do you mind speaking a little bit more deeply into that toxic relationship that uh, brought you to, the, to that decision? Of, of harming yourself and taking your life. Mm. So I was diagnosed with my mental health conditions around the same time. And because of that, I started going to appointments more frequently. I also was a new mother. So I had to go pick up my child. You have to do all the things when you become a new parent. And the organization did not like that. They said mm. I wasn't earning my paycheck. They said I had a chip mm. on my shoulder. They said I wasn't doing my responsibilities. And of course, I internalized all of that. I thought that there was something wrong with me mm. and I took it to heart. Mm. What, so from there, like, I guess, when was the moment you stopped taking it to heart and what did you do from there? Mm. So after my hospitalization, I, um, I started seeking treatment. I started going to therapy and started realizing a lot of the messages I was being sent from leadership in that organization 
just wasn't about me. Like it wasn't about mm. me at all. Y'all can't carry the weight of the organization. That has nothing to do with me. If right. one person is carrying everything, baby, mm. you, you need mm. to reorganize. Something else needs to be done. That is not my responsibility to hold. And it shouldn't have been placed on me in the first place. So mm. learning that about myself and about the organization really changed my life and perspective overall. Mm. That's good to hear. Do you have any tips for someone that in this very moment, like facing the exact same thing you were facing, internalizing, you know, the toxic message from toxic leaders. Do you have any tips on what they can do to move forward? Mm. So at that time, those were the only messages about myself I was receiving. Like I was not going to therapy. I had very little people in my family, very little friends. I had, I focused on work 24 seven. So when work was telling me that I wasn't, I wasn't an awesome person or I wasn't a quality person. I didn't deserve what was being given to me. I believed it because those were the only messages. So if you're going through this right now, find other messages Mm. find other people to tell you things about yourself start telling yourself things about yourself Mm. because if that's the only um source of information about you that you're getting i mean that's that's all you have that's all the data you have right what what are some sources or places you would recommend people turn to whenever they need new messages whether that's you know local or online Mm. so I mean, I have a podcast. This is also a podcast, right, right, right. but I also read a lot more. I also like Google affirmations. There's tons of that online. Utilize social media to your advantage. Don't just be going up there and scrolling, like look for what you need. If mm. I, I need a pick me up, type in pick me up. I need affirmations. I need a therapist. I need to create a support system. I need a network utilize the resources that you have available to you. And if you need more, reach out. I'm here for you. Love it. Love it. Definitely. Those who seek shall find. Uh, so what, what would you say are some of the common misconceptions around psychological safety in the workplace? Hmm. So I was an aviation mechanic in the Navy for eight years. And during that time, they used to say like safety is paramount. Everybody, safety is everybody's job. When it comes to things surrounding psychological safety or HR, DEI, a lot of people are like, well, that's day job. Like they, Mm. they do that in the tower upstairs. Psychological safety is everyone's job. Psychological Mm. safety is paramount. Mm. Everyone needs to have a hand in the mission of becoming a psychologically safe work environment or it just won't get done. Mm. So let's say there's a, 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 you know, CEO of a big business, small business, or just a leader in an organization right now. Uh, what are some things they could start doing and taking up their share of the work in ensuring psychological safety in their workplace? Mm. And it starts with curiosity, like curiosity leads to development of skill. If you are not curious enough to learn about psychological safety, then Bob from accounting, there's nothing I can do. You're gonna create a psychologically unsafe environment. And once leaders above Bob from accounting realize that, that he's not curious about psychological safety, they need to do something about it. Mm, okay, interesting. What, what, what are some best practices that someone could use 
for protecting their psychological safety and setting boundaries in the workplace and at home. Mm. So one of the things that I had to do to start prioritizing my own psychological safety in all spaces is taking time out of my day to really assess how the day went and being honest about it. I think when we first started, Joe, I was like, yo, I'm tired. I'm tired today. It's Friday. And being honest about that with myself and with the people I'm communicating with creates a psychologically safe bubble for me to move forward in. And I'm able to tell people, hey, I'm not my best self, best self today. So I'm gonna need five minutes. I'm gonna need a break. I probably am going to dip out at one o'clock today because I just can't do it. Mm. Would you, so in, in, the, in the times when you do provide um, the information that to, to create the safe space that you need to move forward, um, what do you do if the person you're giving that message to, those signals to, you can tell they're disregarding it, they're, they don't care, whether that be workplace, family member, for whatever, uh, what do you then proceed to do? Do you move forward? Do you opt not to move forward? And if you don't, how do you go about not moving forward? Hmm. And so I always see all of this from a data perspective, like that is data, A plus B equals C. And if it doesn't equal C, well, I need a C. I need a C. Like I, I came here to get a C. So for instance, we, when we started this conversation, Joe, I shared some parameters about how I like to communicate and how I feel safe in spaces when I'm talking about anything I need to talk about. If for some reason you had said, Oh no, I'm not cool with any of that. I would have been like, okay, great. Let me go. Like I'm, I, I will go then. Cause that's all the data that I need. Like I already know the data about myself. What keeps me safe in spaces. If you are not curious about creating a safe space for me in your space, I'm good. I'm good. Do, do you, on your show, the absolutely not podcast, do, do, do you, um, do you share tips, tools, and strategies that someone who may not be as strong spoken as you could use in doing what you just described? Yes. Every <laughs> single episode comes with a special guest who is boundaried. And we always share the journey of how they got to this. Like, I didn't wake up with this. I know y'all just heard my story about 2018. Like, this takes time. This takes effort. This takes curiosity. This takes those introspective sessions with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so every single episode, and I'll, I'll add that I'm black, like, and a woman and like have been in workspaces. So this takes a lot of like, nah, not for me. Like, mm -hmm. you will not talk to me that way. I don't care what you're saying. That's not the narrative that I want attached to me. So yeah, every single episode comes with people who are truly honest about what has happened when they've set boundaries, the fears that are not ours to take with us. Mm. And like, regardless, us still being boundaried in all spaces. Mm. Love that. Love that. The Absolutely Not podcast needs to go check that out. Um, I want to I dive in just a little bit deeper on this topic in regards to family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have this fundamental belief that how we do some things is how we do all things. 
So if I'm allowing, you know, people in my family to disrespect me, there's a great chance that people in the community is doing the same thing. People at work is doing the same thing, et cetera, et cetera. And so I, I think it's kind of easier for us to talk about setting boundaries in the workplace or in the community. But what about setting boundaries when it comes to family? You know, how, how do, firstly, even around the conversation around, you know, if they don't give you what you need to proceed, you just acknowledge it and not proceed and you go your own separate way. Like, how, how do you navigate that conversation when it comes to family? Like, is it the exact same way? It is. I mean, it's not. Um, so the umbrella that I use when I'm talking to clients about this, or when, even when we're talking on absolutely not, is relationships. I don't care what title you're placing on a relationship. Mm. It's still a relationship like that. that we have. So if you're my friend, you're my sister, coworker, boss, manager, it's still a relationship that we have. So right. what does this relationship look like? If you're my cousin, what does being a cousin to me mm. look like? Like, does it mean you get to come up? into my house and eat up all my food and lay on my couch every single weekend no that's not what it means to me that's not what it means to me doesn't mean I send you a Christmas card for Christmas yes that's what it means to me but defining what that relationship looks like for every single person in your life that's where it starts so um having that conversation will seem a lot less intense if you're just going by no this is the relationship I want to have with you I want it to be healthy and safe mm. Love that. Love that. Um, what has been the biggest challenge you have faced in building your business and how did you overcome it? Ooh, uh, so when I first started my business, it had a, a name to it. Like I had a business and then I started my podcast and they were my two kids. And I was like, okay, I have two kids. This is fine. <laughs> no, you can't have two kids. Like it didn't work at all. I, I was trying to create content for both of them. It was all over the place. Then finally, absolutely not. I mean, it just took off. Like people love it. Congratulations. It, oh, thanks. <laughs> and it ate my business. It just like surpassed it so much. Nobody knew that I had a business. They just, the podcast and she has services. And so the hardest part about that was accepting that, that that phase of my life was gone and killing my business and letting it absolutely not fly. It was really mm. hard. Mm. <laughs> So, so speak to us about some things, like if someone's facing that, what are some tips that they can use in letting go of what, you know, seems to be so hard to let go. So that way what's meant to be will be. I don't know why that makes me want to cry. I just remember me being like, but I work so hard. Like I would just want to keep my business. I mean, I still girl. Anyway. Um, <laughs> The first thing I had to do was reach out for help. And it's so easy for me to reach out for help for anything else, like mental health, for guests on my show, for everything. But it was my baby, you know, my business. And I was just like, I don't want to ask nobody because, of course, they're going to tell me to let my business die. And I already mm -hmm. knew that. Um, but as soon as I heard it from another person, I, I was just like, Ugh, I can't pay Three hundred dollars, three hundred more dollars to hear that again. So might as well do it. <laughs> so so seek advice, ask for help, and, and be willing to listen. <laughs> Powerful. Uh, what has been two, or what has been the top two or three things that you have done consistently in your life? 
that you could attribute your success to? Mm. Um, I think I have two. So number one is being honest about me. Like my, there are a lot of gurus and like people on LinkedIn and, and they're not me. Like I cannot hustle or whatever they call it the way they are doing it because they're not me in any way or any shape or form. So me being honest about that and where I am in my life, like I have a child, I have shit I have to do. Right. It has helped me define my own success in mm -hmm. a way that nobody could ever take from me. Like mm -hmm. no one could ever tell me, oh, you're not successful. Bitch, right. <laughs> I have it written down. I definitely am. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then number two is projecting that, projecting that. Cause it's two things I can accept it, but I need to let other people know like, oh no, not over here. I, right, I, right. I will not be comparing myself to you today, tomorrow, or the next day. Mm. I just, I just can't. So yeah, those are the two tips. Mm, I love that. Number one, be honest with yourself. And number two, project, project that, project. I love that. If, if there was a principle or a practice that you weren't able to share today and would like to share, what would it be? Um, if there was a principle that you to share, it would definitely be that you are worthy. Like mm. that's not a lesson that anybody has ever taught me in a classroom. Like not ever has anyone said, it's always been, you need to earn your worth. You need to yeah. earn that gold star. You need to earn being in this boardroom. Mm. You, you belong there. You should be there. You deserve mm. everything that you want and more. Mm. I love that. Um, Katrina, thank you for joining me on Daily Path Podcast. If you don't mind, can you please share with my viewers where they can connect with you? Yeah, I am. I am small, big on LinkedIn. So please follow me there. I am on Instagram, but I do shake my ass on Instagram. So don't follow me there if you don't want to see that. Um, and I think that's it. My website is www.katrinastroll.com and hope y'all connect soon. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for joining me here on Daily Path Podcast. To my listeners, I hope you take something that you learned today and implement it in your daily path. Until next time. I hope you have a blessed day. I want to be unique. Got more than my kid I could teach. I want you to hear when I speak. I want to free people imprisoned by stigmas and popular common beliefs. Don't want you to think. I want you to feel. Look down inside you and tell me what's real. If you're unsure, then you're uncured. We only get one life, man. It's a big deal. Do you love what you do? Hey, I wanted to jump on here really fast and say thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you got something from the message that you can use in your life. If you are a mission-driven individual who wants to share your message and change lives, then I'd love to show you how building a podcast can help you do that. Please visit joewintersjr.com to book a free discovery call with me so I can help you out. If you are an organization looking to bring me in to speak with your team or at your next event, you can book me by visiting my website, joewintersjr.com and scheduling a free discovery call so we can talk about your expectations and what you want from me. I'd really love to serve you. Have a blessed day.